Welcome to the Sigma Dad Pod, where I take you on the journey of learning what it means to be a Sigma Dad. Being a Sigma Dad means being a trailblazer. It means breaking the patterns before you because you know what kind of dad you want to be and you're showing up every single day to become that person. So if you're ready to be the best dad you could ever imagine, strap in, listen up, and let's do this. Welcome back to the Sigma Dad Pod. Today I want to talk about the three responsibilities that every man has and how being a Sigma Dad changes these. So in my mind, I don't know if this is from religious upbringing, if this is totally normal society being a Sigma dad I don't know what normal is and I think that's a big part of why I do this podcast because I want to help you to understand you know what other people's normal looks like and how to navigate the world how to make sure that your normal is your best life possible whether other people like it or not but the three big responsibilities that I believe every man father husband has is to protect preside and provide and this looks differently depending on the situation that you're in. You know, I shared a little bit of my, you know, past in the first episode that we did and I talked about how there were a couple of things that weren't societal norms, how they changed and we'll dive into them a little bit deeper in this episode, but how these three things look is going to be totally different for a different type of person. So an alpha is going to do this differently in a beta than a sigma, and these are words that I don't find myself using in normal everyday life, but I need to use them here so that you can differentiate between the type of person because who you are is you know going to fit into some type of stereotype but a stereotype is a good thing it's a bad thing sometimes but it can also be a very very good thing and so for me using sigma dad uh, it's something that I'm, I'm proud of the more i learn about it the more proud i become of it so i'm going to use that term quite a bit here but so protect what does protect look like as a sigma male as a sigma father what what does that do and there's a lot of ways that you can protect your family there's a couple that i really have strong feelings about number one you need to be able to protect your family physically now does that mean you should own firearms does that mean you should be strong and capable of beating down anyone like it's going to take different forms and for you there are a couple of things i really believe that you should do but there's a lot of range. There's a huge spectrum of where you land on this. So physically, I think you should take care of your body well enough that you can protect your family and that you could, you know, take down some threats. So strength training, cardiovascular conditioning. I hate this so much. I was an Olympic weightlifter in college, shot put thrower, powerlifter. Cardio is not something I like, uh, but I've been listening to a lot of Nick Bear and a lot of, uh, Dr. Peter Atia. Cardiovascular health is essential. If you want to be the best version of yourself, if you want to live as long as possible, if you want to be as capable of playing with your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids, if you're still around as possible, you need to focus on your cardiovascular health, which is some conditioning and your strength. Like just picture yourself as an 80 year old, like imagine falling down and not being able to get up. I know most of you, at least I picture this always being able to get up, but just for a second, imagine that you didn't keep strength training. You didn't keep running or biking or whatever your cardiovascular, you know, exercise is, and you can't get up off the ground. What are you going to do? You, you are stuck on the ground and you have to wait for someone to come help you. Now that doesn't relate to protecting your family, but that is an eventual reality. And it is a reality for a lot of Americans, for a lot of people around the world. Now come back to the present, picture yourself with your significant other, maybe a kid or two, and someone threatens you and they don't have a gun. They don't have a knife. They just, they threaten you and say, you know, give me your wallet just, or they grab your kid or whatever the situation might be. And they do it because they look at you and they know you're too weak to do anything or they have two of them. And again, they think you're too weak to do anything. Now I'm six foot, 245 pounds. I have a little extra weight to lose, but I can squat over 500 pounds. I can deadlift over 500 pounds. I can bench press nearly 400 pounds. I'm not 
a person that gets picked on. I used to be, and that's why I do what I do. Like, that's why I exercise. I know there's some trauma there from my childhood. I was picked on for being the fat kid. But the last time I had someone try to fight me was in high school, and they were four years older than me because I was the strongest kid in the school by the time I was a junior because I really focused on this. And I was able to protect myself, and I, I literally never got in a fight once in school. And I've never been in a fight in my life. I don't have to be. And someone knows how to fight, obviously I'm in trouble, but the general person on the street, they're, they're not looking at me to fight because I'm going to fight back. And whether I know how to fight back well or not, if I land anything, they're in trouble. And I know that. And that's part of what being a Sigma male is. Like, I don't feel the need to let people know I'm an alpha. I don't feel like I need to let them know I'm superior because in the things I'm superior in, I'm confident enough to just be quiet about it. And if they want to test that, go for it. Like, let's go. But I'm confident enough that I don't need to worry about that. And that's part of this protecting. Like, I have the confidence that if we're walking in the mall and somebody grabbed my kid, one, I'm going to run them down because I'm faster than they are, especially if they're carrying a kid. Two, I'm going to beat the crap out of them because I'm a lot stronger than they are. It's just like, I... I do what I do. Not That's not why I do it. I love exercise. I love strength training. I love riding my bike. I have a fat tire bike that we got recently and I'm just elated. I love it. But the thing here is I'm confident. And so even just that confidence, even if maybe they could, you know, take your kid or do whatever, that confidence makes them second guess themselves and makes them think uh, maybe this is the wrong person to mess with because they seem overly confident that they're fine where they are even though this is a dangerous situation. And so maybe they'll pick somebody else. And not that you want someone else to get hurt, but you were able to protect your family without having to lift a finger because you've put the work in in the gym. You've put the work in on the road. You've done what you need to do. Um, I love Jordan Peterson's, uh, he's had several interviews where he said this, but basically said you need to be capable of violence. That doesn't mean you use it, but it's not a virtue to be peaceful if you're not capable of being violent and you need to be a beast, be a monster, and control that monster. Don't let him out when the situation isn't necessary. But if someone tries to do anything to my family, I guarantee you I'm going to beat the shit out of them. And they're going to be the ones in trouble, not me. So you need to be able to protect your family. Now, is that how it looks for everybody? No, maybe you, you know, conceal carry. Maybe you go practice shooting at the range every other week. Maybe that's way, your way of protecting your family. I still think you should lift weights. I still think you should do some cardiovascular stuff, but maybe your protection looks different because, sorry, I am strong, but if someone knows how to use a handgun, I'm screwed. <laughs> I am very much screwed. It looks different. And I don't ever expect to be in that, that situation. Knock on wood, I never am, but I will do whatever it takes. And maybe that means me going down and my family being able to get away, but they will be safe. And that's one of the ways that I make sure I protect them. Now, another part of protecting them is to make sure that you have safeguards in place, whether that's the media that you're allowing them to, to consume, your words, your actions. Are you being abusive? Protecting them means treating them kindly and making sure they feel loved and respected and seen. And I think this is part of where my understanding of a Sigma male comes into place where this is not the typical mold. Uh, when you think of Hollywood dads, when you think of maybe how you were raised, dad comes home from work, 
maybe cracks open a beer, watches some TV. That's not, I mean, I don't drink for one, but that's not what I think is normal. What I think is normal is I stop my work and I go play with my kids. I help my wife. I do the dishes. I make dinner. I'm involved in however me and my wife have said that I'm going to be involved and I keep my word. And that means taking her out on dates, which historically I haven't been great at, but that's one of the ways that I protect her. I protect her emotionally by helping her feel loved and protected and at home when she's around me. So protect is not just the physical. There's a lot of things that go into this. And I feel like too often society and I mean, if you think of the alpha male energy, it's, well, I'm, I'm here. You, you should listen to me and you're safe. And that's very much a stereotype. I'm not saying that's the way it is. But when I think of what being a Sigma means is seeing and changing that narrative to fit whatever you and your significant others say that, you know, it should be. And so for me and my wife, I do dishes. I help clean up. I make dinner most of the time. I love to barbecue. So making dinner is fun for me. But there's a lot of things that I have. I'm taking care of my daughter who's eight months old a lot of the time. And I hope you've gotten value out of the show today. If you have, it would mean the world to me if you would share the show with a friend. Podcasts are notoriously hard to grow, and word of mouth is actually the way that they grow the fastest. So if you could take a second and text this to a friend or family member, someone who needs this, I would really appreciate it. Now back to the show. And that's the arrangement that we have. That's what works for us. That allows us to live our best lives, and I'm okay with that. So think about how you're protecting your family, physically, mentally, emotionally, and make sure you, I mean, you've defined it and you're not just doing this passively. If you're not thinking about these things, you are going to get in trouble at some point in your life. And that's the last thing I think you want to do. Now, we want to protect, preside. What does it mean to preside? Presiding to me in any way, it means leading your family. It means allowing them to go on a path and a journey that allows them to become the best young men, young women that they could possibly be. And you know, also leading your spouse. And leading doesn't mean taking charge and telling them what to do. Leading means here are some dangers. Here are some things that I feel like are important. Let's discuss them. Let's figure out whether they are important. Maybe they're not. Maybe there's other more important things uh, financially, uh, just in general and enjoying life. What do you do with your family each week to make sure that you're bonding and connecting and growing together? So for me and my kids and my wife, one of the things that we do is we make sure that our kids have responsibilities. They have chores. They have things that they need to do to be able to live here. I mean, kind of sounds a rude way to say it, but essentially it's, hey, here's your stuff. You need to take care of it. Here's some extra chores. And they're, you know, right now they're young. There are benefits. There are allowances for doing some of these extra chores. There's a limit on how much screens they get per day because, you know, studies are showing that too much screen time leads to suicidal attempts later on like it's it, depression it's heavy stuff screens are not benign now they do have more screens than i would like because it's summer and because my wife and i both work we will both work from home which is great so that means that they you know we're able to be with them most of the time but thinking about these things i'm not slapping in front of a tv for eight hours a day they're reading they're doing math they're i mean they're doing the next level up schoolwork over the summer and so essentially they'll have gone through the next grade before they get to the next grade so they're continually advancing and teaching them responsibilities, teaching them what it means to be a responsible six and eight year old. And, you know, they act more like an eight and 10 year old because they're just, they're so much more mature. And so by the time they leave the house, they're going to be a responsible adult. They're going to know what to do with their finances, with credit cards, with auto loans, with all of the important things that you don't learn in school and that most parents don't teach their kids. They're going to know how to make food, do the dishes, do their laundry, boys as well. Like I, I made my own food from the time I was 15 or 16 because I wanted different food than the family. And my mom was okay with that, but they're going to learn how to do those things because they need to be responsible functioning adults once they leave. And that's your job 
to preside to lead them to that before they leave. Like if your kids leave your house only knowing how to make mac and cheese and ramen noodles, you did some things wrong. But if they know, hey, money's really tight this month. Um, you know what? I'm going to go buy some chicken legs for 99 cents a pound and I'm going to make those for lunch this week. And I know how to bake them. I know how to cook them. I know how to do whatever with them. Or hey, hmm, you know, those are a little bit expensive. I'm going to buy a rotisserie chicken from Costco, cheap protein. Like I know how to eat a balanced meal. I know how to do shopping and budgeting, like all these things that one, I'm still working on, but two, I wish my parents had have taught me. And so leading your kids to being responsible adults is, is huge. Now, the other thing with my wife is leading in areas that matter. You know, right now, spiritually, we are on divergent paths and that's okay. But respecting where she's at and knowing that she respects where I'm at and being okay having conversations around that, not arguments, not disagreements, but conversations of, hey, you know, I'd really love to go to church today. I'm not going, whatever it is. That's leading. Same with finances. You know, we've, we make good money. We also spend good money and leading in the fact of, hey, here are a few things that we want to do with our lives. Here are a few things that we spend on that we really don't care about and having those conversations together so that you can lead your family to where you want to be. Because if you're just chaotic and if you don't think about these things, you don't plan, you're not going to end up where you want to be. And that would be devastating. I know for me, I'm 30. It would be absolutely devastating to hit 40 and not hit some of the goals that I have. But some people don't even write their goals down. It's just a dream in their head that they haven't thought about. Likely you have these goals, you're driven. But how granularly are you thinking about them? How much are you taking control of them? And how much are you leading your family through to, you know, those goals and making sure that they happen? So presiding is really encompassing and there's a lot to it. But the key here is that you need to make sure that you're not wandering aimlessly in the dark forest. Like, you know where you want to go, you know where you want to be, and you're working towards that. And if you can do that, you're going to be in a good place. And there are going to be times where you're on your journey you know, I'm thinking of a situation right now where we're not where we want to be. There are some difficulties. There are things where it's like, we need to fix this and we need to fix this now. And being patient with yourself in that journey, in that change can be hard. It can be really hard, um, but you need to do it. That's part of leading is setting that good example of being patient, of delaying gratification, of knowing we're heading in the right direction. And we're kind of having to fill in some of these holes we dug for ourselves, but we're moving in the right direction. We'll get there and it's going to be okay. So preside over your family. You know, be the man that they need you to be, but also that you wished you you had have had growing up um, or that you need to be today. The last ones, we have protect, we have preside, and we have provide. So providing, this one gets, I don't know why this one is so controversial, but my wife and I both have jobs and we've had times where I was the sole breadwinner and we've had times where she was the sole breadwinner and we're okay with that. We've adapted. We've, you know, I, I went to school. don't use my degree. I learned a lot, but... I mean, it's an expensive piece of paper, really. The thing here is that the best thing we ever did was swap roles. So I was full-time school, full-time work, as well as volunteering at the church that you know, we went to. And I had like 80, 90 hour weeks. It was exhausting. On top of that, I had undiagnosed sleep apnea. So I was chronically sleep, de sleep deprived for like a decade. It was hard. It, it really was. It was not fun for anyone involved. You know, my wife says those were some of the worst years. And I, I agree. We learned good lessons, but they were, they were so hard and, you know, needlessly. So then we swapped roles. When we came back, I couldn't get the job that I needed that I had before we had moved across the country. And when we got back, she had a really good job and we had young kids and we had just had a new baby son and we had an 18 month old uh, or two year old son. And that was hard. 
But when we swapped roles, my wife started to appreciate the work that I did in earning for the family. And I started to appreciate the work that she did in making meals and cleaning up and taking care of visits and all the things. And so we got to see the other side. We got to see what was missing, what what the other was doing when we weren't looking. And so when we both became, you know, providers and protectors or caregivers, we split evenly. Like, okay, cool. Here are the housework chores that you need to do. Here's what you need to do. And, you know, when you can't do it, you only have 20% to give today, I'll pick up your slack and vice versa. And, you know, as well as, you know, what are we doing financially? What are we like? That was one of the best things that we did. And for most men, that that's hard to know that your wife is the only one earning, that she's earning more than you can. And she's the one providing for the family. For me, I never had an issue with it. And I think as a Sigma, that's something that most of you will be okay with. There is still that deep down feeling of why, why can't I provide? Why can't I be the one? And I had that for a while, but I was really okay with the situation we were in because that was what was best for the family. And we learned a lot through that. Now we're in a situation where I earn more. She still earns really good money, but I earn more and it kind of feels like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. And so I know that's always going to be there as a man, but I feel like other types of men would have a real problem with that and would be mean or aggressive or, you know, some sort of abusive if that was the case. And it doesn't matter. It really, really does not. What is best for your family? How are you providing for them? That can look differently. It will look differently across the span of your life. But what's most important is, is your family healthy? Are they happy? Are they taken care of? Do you have all of your needs met? If you do, you're doing things right. Like it could be better. It could always be better. But you need to stop and be grateful for the things you have and where you're at in your journey. And things are going to go so much better. You, you are doing the best that you can, and that's what matters. And if you can't be happy and grateful in that situation, no matter how much better it gets, you're still not going to be happy and grateful and okay. You know, one of the best things that I've done as a father, as a husband, as a person is learn to accept where I'm at, be grateful for everything I have, still have goals, still have things that I'm working towards. But if those things never happen, today was just an amazing day. Today I made at least one memory that I'm so happy I made. You know, I had a moment with my daughter where she just smiled at me and that just made my whole day or my son. Maybe they played games with me or showed me a picture that they drew or my wife said something kind to me. Like there needs to be at least one happy memory that you create every single day. And I really, really believe in that. And if you can focus on that, if, I mean, even if that's your sole focus every single day, I'm going to make one great memory for me and my family, protecting, providing, and presiding are going to take care of themselves. Who cares what they look like? Who cares where you're at, it's your life. You should not care what other people think. And, you know, I've kind of explained my situation and your situation is going to look different. That's fine. That is great. That's good. You probably would not want to switch places with me. I probably don't want to switch places with you. It's just fine where you're at. And you need to craft that. You need to lead your family to that. You need to make that a priority so you can end up where you are. And so no matter what kind of man you are, protecting, providing, and presiding are important. And it allows you to be the best you, to be fulfilled, to be the best Sigma father you can absolutely be. So thanks for tuning into this episode of the Sigma Dad Pod, and we'll see you next week.